When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire. Finally broadcasting for Saturday. Late start to my broadcast day, but with good reason. I was waiting for this wonderful guest to <laughs> step into my studio. It is Joseph Scrimshaw from the Anchor Station, Head Cannon, and from Force Center. Oh, I am happy to be here. I'm loving Game of Thrones. Uh, it, you, what'd you feel about this last episode? Because it was quieter. Followed the big dragon fire stuff. A lot of stuff going on. It was not as like explosive as I thought, but I kind of like that in that story where the right. dragon's power was demonstrated, and then everybody, maybe even Danny, was like, "Okay, yeah, let's take a step back and think about what this means." And in right. retrospect, I really like that. Yeah, and you and I have talked, I think, on your anchor station, and then just uh, in other areas about Danny and John. And how could <laughs> there's definitely nothing between them? And then this episode directly addressed that there's something something between them. There really was. Yeah. Like I mean, her eyes were on fire. Like yeah. I tweeted something about their passion. Somebody made a joke and like attached a gif of her looking kind of flat. And like, oh, uh, there was no flatness this week. No, because her eyes were on fire for John. I mean, she says that I'm, I'm getting used. To, I was getting used to having him around, the King of the North. You know. Yeah, and that's so weird to me. That does she not know the sort of legend of her own people to go like, oh, the fact that Drogon's totally chill with John should mean. I'm related to him, but it seems to make her go, <laughs> I should make love with him. Uh, yeah, you know, and maybe that's in keeping with the Targaryen past as well. <laughs> exactly. So maybe Both she's at like, the same time. this is how it's going on. And, uh, you know, and her brother was a weirdo. So, uh, you know, look, it's a weird. What I, what I love here is we're talking about an aunt and a nephew getting together, and there's a lot of people in the fandom are like, yeah, I'm good with it. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's just all right. Yeah, you're so broken down by, uh, <laughs> by the Lannisters. Yeah. Like, fine. It just seems like, okay, okay. And what about uh, Littlefinger being back in action? What did you think about this? I felt like this was, has got to be only the tip of the iceberg. I feel like Arya has to either know or very quickly find out that yeah. she's being played. Because I think otherwise it's yeah. an insult to the faceless men. Right. Like, I like that Littlefinger knows that she would be on him. I yeah. like that. That worked for me. That yeah. he looks at her with a dagger and is like, crap, she is smart, she is shifty, and right. I know she's going to be around in the shadows, so I'm going to try to outshadow her. Yeah. That's fine, but I, I want that to be the first part of the story. If it's that Littlefinger totally has the drop on Arya, yeah. to me that's either got to be a story of Arya is not being as sharp because she's at home and she's being emotionally vulnerable, so right. she's not being no one, she's being Arya. Right. If they tell that story, fine. But if he just gets the drop on this incredibly well-trained person yeah. just because he's extra evil man, I'm going to be pissed. You, you're going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. Do, you, do you think his demise is soon? I want to think so. You want that? Well. I, I was of the mind he goes to the end and maybe even sits on the throne for a second, that he's just too important and too much too behind this. But the show is moving so fast, I fear, and I talked about it yesterday here in Daily Thrones, that Littlefinger's little little end could be sooner than we want. You know what I want? Actually, I do want him to live. I want him thrown up against a wall with yeah. every Stark with a blade out <laughs> and say, we know who you are. We know yeah. what you are. We're going to keep you alive because you're valuable, but spill all your secrets. Spill what you right. want. Spill your weird feelings about our mom and we're going to use you 
to, to help us with strategy. We're going to keep you alive, but you're our prisoner. Yeah, I, I like that idea. And it really, Littlefinger, is, he's taken a bite out of the Starks for a number of years. Yeah. He's got a problem with Starks after what happened with Catelyn, of course. So, uh, final thought here. Uh, this Jon Snow and his uh, merry men heading up. <laughs> I love it as a, as a show watcher, and, and I understand why the producers would do it. I'm not convinced it's completely in the books like this if, if when the book eventually comes out. Uh, what do you think here? It, I keep thinking of them as the subplot Avengers, because like <laughs> all these different subplots come together yes, and it yes. makes sense for it makes sense for an audience's enjoyment right the fact that it is all based on capture one white to convince cersei yes like like she's gonna see a white and go you guys are right oh. you know what i've been wrong with all of my anger and hatred and i'm gonna give up wine because yeah. you showed me you this. showed dump the wildfire into the river yeah, we're good we're good I, don't, I just i feel like the the end game is questionable i agree with that it is interesting but it's gonna be fun to watch it's been a fun season this fast pace wasn't so much the action it was the plot yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, and, and it's been enjoyable to see them zip around so fast after being moving slow. Yeah, they get on the, they're all mermen at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's Joseph Scrimshaw's thoughts on Game of Thrones last week and going into this week. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Joseph Scrimshaw on here on Anchor at Headcanon. Great show there. I appear on there too. So that's it. Get your calls in here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken, Kevin Ross. Uh, me and the three uh, gin martinis have been thinking that – uh, maybe before Arya does the deed to Littlefinger, Littlefinger starts monologuing about the annulment to Sansa and explains to Sansa that she is really the ruler of the North because John's a Targaryen because he's the one that arranged the annulment in Dorne. We all know that he is from Dorne and got, got it from there. And to get a high septon, like, who's like the Pope, will take a lot of planning, and that's what Littlefinger does. So maybe both Arya and Sansa both now know from Littlefinger's own mouth that Jon is a Targaryen. So between the dragon uh, scene with Jon and the two girls explaining to Jon when they finally come together that you're a Targaryen, Jon begins putting two and two together before he talks to Bran. Thanks. Yesterday you mentioned that you think Littlefinger would go to the end. I think he'll go to the end, but I don't think it'll be Littlefinger. I think it'll be Arya disguised as Littlefinger. Because I think Sansa's going to need Littlefinger to bring the veil together. And I think Arya's going to pose as Littlefinger in, to help bring the veil to Sansa's aid somehow. But anyway, yeah, I think Littlefinger goes to the end, but not as himself. It'll be um, Arya. So if they lose, I think that's going to be the end of Jon for this season and probably the beginning of next season. If you think about it, he's sending like the best of the best out beyond the wall. If he comes back with nothing, not only is that going to affect Danny's view of him, Especially if, say, Sir Jorah bites the dust. But it's not going to convince Cersei. And that's definitely going to hurt his reputation in the North. Because Littlefinger and Sansa could turn around and be like, See, this guy's not fit to rule. There's already lords in the North that are like, He should stay in the North. But Jon's being headstrong, so it could totally be something where they could turn around and say, like, Nope, Sansa's in charge, or Bran, or Arya's in charge. 
good thought by the hedge knight. If John loses, which I think is a possibility, and survives, which I think is more than a possibility, it's what's going to happen. John might be the only survivor. Would his reputation suffer? Will Daenerys take him back? Will she not be in his, uh, infatuated with him? Will she uh, determine he's not fit to help her rule and maybe now see John as an easy target? Plus Sansa, Littlefinger. Well, we'll see what happens with Arya and Littlefinger and Sansa in this little mess up here. But Littlefinger can simply say, John is headstrong. John is rushing off. John is not fit to be the king. And I think a lot the North would agree with that. So a lot. A lot riding on this crazy mission north of the wall. So here's my second half call in about what I think, what I'd like to see happen if the mission is a success. So if they bring down proof of White Walkers, I don't know where they're going to meet up. I don't know who's all going to be at that meeting, but I got to imagine if you had Cersei and Jamie and Tyrion and Danny and Jon Snow and probably Sir Davos because he's always really fun to throw out comments. What an amazing scene to watch, just the dramatic tension. Um, you know, we've had some of those moments already, like when Danny first met John. Uh, but I just imagine this whole, like, you know, Danny telling Jamie, well, you killed my father. And Cersei telling Tyrion, well, you killed our father. And John saying, well, you know, Cersei, you killed my father. I, it would just be kind of interesting to watch. And obviously, they would do it in a better way than I just described. But my biggest hope is that the Hound would be at that meeting and him in the mountain. You know, the meeting goes awry and those two go after it. And what could even be better is if the Hound is actually the one that's a White Walker turning and you have a zombie Clegane bull. How awesome would that be? All right, I love David's take on this possible Clegane bull. I still think it could happen. I, I'd given up hope. I, I thought there's no chance Sandor and Gregor would ever fight. But, well, we have an opportunity. What if something happens with the Hound? He becomes kind of like a new version of what Benjamin Stark is or what Cold Hands is or whoever. Benjamin Coldhand Stark. Um, what if the Hound gets gets a bit of Dragonstone in his chest? But if he's he's uh, saved and he's not quite a full white, he's still the Hound. Then he goes on down. Hey Cersei, look at this. And she's like, I don't care. Look at this. Kybern made me a zombie mountain. And then we have the Clegane Bowl we always wanted in a way we didn't think possible. Dead versus dead to the death. It's possible. Anything's possible at this point. And the big question we've also been talking about here in Daily Thrones for a couple days with this crazy plan going north. Let's say they get a white. How are they going to get a white? I, I had a call that I, uh, I haven't put up on the station yet. The call got cut off, but uh, Luminati, who's called in earlier today, had a good idea, a good thought of, like, how is this going to happen? How could you actually trap a white with a, with a rope, with, with a net, the big box? How are you going to do it? You can't kill them. You just got to kidnap them and then run and hope you get down to King's Landing in time before the whole thing turns bad. It's already pretty bad. We'll see what we can do. We'll see what John can do. For right now, I'm daydreaming about the hound and the mountain and dead versus dead. <laughs>